Everybody to the Juju Two Cast Audio Cast. I'm Mr. Mike, and you are listening to episode 453 of the Juju Two Cast Audio Cast here on JujuTwoCast.com. As I'm calling this episode "Homeside with Mr. Mike." Oh yeah, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast that is being recorded ahead of time this time uh, early. Welcome, welcome one and all. I am Mr. Mike. This is my podcast about anything and everything. And I am recording this podcast early uh, this week because, um, well, hopefully, I don't know, because, you know, the weather has been a little, and I'm, I'm checking all sorts of different weather reports here, there, um, tomorrow's Thursday. Friday, rain showers, it says maybe rain showers on Saturday, I don't know, but I got plans, I got outdoor plans, at least, hopefully I got outdoor plans, but if it does rain um, over the weekend, uh, especially on Saturday, which it says, uh, well, tomorrow it's supposed to rain. Tonight it's supposed to rain too. It it got very dark and cloudy right now, but I don't see any drop drops of rain yet. But um it is it was pretty windy today. Uh I'm recording this on Thursday actually. <laughs> Go figure. Recording it early, Mr. Mike? Whoa. Uh but yeah, let's see here. It's supposed to be raining Friday. 69, 67 on Saturday, 70% chance of storm showers. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, my plan is, uh, at least this weekend, which I would hopefully want like to do on Saturday if it doesn't rain. And if it does rain tomorrow, hopefully it doesn't rain too much because then Saturday I would like to do this. And I don't mind if the ground is a little wet. It just makes it a little bit easier to churn up and stuff when I do um, do my, uh, what should I call it, my... Uh, I'm not calling it aerator because it's not an aerator. It is, um, oh, what do you, you know, every time I want to say something, I always get that dumb, oh, I can't think of the name for it. Uh, let's see here. I, I want to give you the proper name, and I know everybody's like, oh, no, um, Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. And I know everybody's screaming at me. Ground. Uh... 
Uh, I can't even think of it. It's it's. Mm. I'm thinking of everything but what I wanted to think about. Um, there we go. Maybe something power. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> I know I sound really stupid. And it's just very bad for me. <laughs> uh, come on. Um, let's see here. Uh, a rake. Run a machine over the compost. Uh, I'm looking at It's not a mulching machine. It's a soil churning machine you know what i'm talking about folks it's it's a it's a soil tiller tilling machine there we go thank you (laughs) bing finally after i went all the way down it's a tilling machine oh my god mr mike see this is why i need that little mini vacation (laughs) that i was talking about coming up uh, in june but uh, yes hopefully as you've been hearing me babble on for a little bit trying to think of it <laughs> whoa what a start of a podcast yes my electric tilling machine uh what i plan on breaking up is the front lawn um i have two sections that i plan on doing i'm not going to do every part of the front lawn because a lot of it is decent and really good uh, but I'm going to go up to a certain point. So on my one part of the house, on if I'm looking out of the house, it'd be on the right-hand side. I got that whole patch of lawn in front of my my deck porch and all that stuff. That is really bad. It has a lot of just hardened dirt, uneven dirt that's going up and down like it's been through an earthquake and stuff. And it's all super dry and cracked up and it needs to be revitalized hence why grass uh, doesn't grow very well over there and i'm going to churn it all i'm going to use my electric tiller machine because i have an electric tiller machine where you just plug it in to my extension cord and you till away like a farmer uh and then my plan is to not only till the whole front most of the front lawn not all the front line because there's the front uh, past my sidewalk that grass is okay too and that's mostly the town's grass it's my grass but you know it's on the part of the where the towns also can do whatever they want over there i don't i don't know how to jurisdictions uh go but let's just say yes i don't need to do that grass either because that grass is perfect as well but uh my plan is to till up most of my front lawn on the one side and then on the other side till a p- part of the lawn because like I said the rest of the part is pretty good and just till uh, till it up I have uh big thing bags of sod and I have lots of uh like eight bags of topsoil now you're probably thinking Mr. Mike if you're going to use more topsoil and all this and you got only eight bags of topsoil and stuff now Mind you, my front yard isn't that big, especially now that I got the deck porch that takes up most of the front, and I also have my 
trees and bushes that I planted with all the chips and the border, the concrete border bricks that I put there. I, I've canceled out most of my front lawn, which is great because that means it's less for me to mow and less for me to worry about and take care of. Hence the reason why I did all that. Um, but my idea is to do the rest of it, you know, till it up, put in some sod and mow and everything, you know, put sod everywhere. Uh, and then put in and then put on top of all of that the new topsoil, uh, the eight bags, because that's all I need. I don't need to, I didn't need to get a truck of soil. I just needed a little bit of soil to help mix in with the older soil slash clay that's in the front yard that is needs revitalizing with the sod and probably add a bag of um whatchamacallit a bag of special grass uh planting fertilizer in that as well and churn all that up with my tilling machine as well i'm gonna you know, double till and churn all that stuff up so I can get it really nice and fine. Um, I'm going to rake it, going to rake it all, make it sure it's really good. And that's when I'm going to start adding the grass seed. Uh, I already did that on the side of the house. At first it wasn't growing properly. Like I was watering it all the time and had it sod. It was but I, th- I figured that maybe I, what my neighbor suggested, put some dead grass over it, you know, grass, straw, whatever, and cover it up so it could grow better. So I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? That might be a great way to um, get this grass planted. So what I'm going to do, I am going to, you know, use my whatever I collected from the front. I should have, I actually should have taken more, but... Uh, Right now, I'm trying to keep the back and the side grass perfect as well. So I didn't cut that low on my grass. I'm trying to cut higher on my grass. I'm usually one of those people that cuts low to the grass, which I've heard and noticed that a lot of people keep their grass higher due to the fact that it kills more of the weeds. It survives better in droughts and heat. And I was doing it all wrong, which, you know, Mr. Mike here, you know, I'm not always the person that's always out there uh, planting grass and stuff. It's been a little while. Let's just admit it. It's been a little while since I did some really good grass planting and keeping up. Now that I got this new job, I'm able to be out there and do more planting and taking care of my yard and stuff, taking care of my grass. I have that opportunity now to make my grass perfect again, especially in the front and the back is in the side is pretty darn good, especially when I replanted some, a patch of it on the side and really got that grass growing really nice and green that blends in with the rest of the grass. So what I'm going to do, um, and like I said, I kept the back and the side because I mowed everything today as I'm recording this. I, before this podcast, I mowed everything. I weed whacked. You know, I did all that stuff. So now I'm going to, you know, I have some grass clippings that I'll put on top of it. I have all the, um, like I said, the sides and the back. I've mowed those higher so they'll be a little bit higher and then they'll remain thicker and stuff. But um I, I am very hopeful that this new grass will plant 
I'm very confident in it because, like I said, I did it for the side on that little patch, and there was like there was partial sun, but not too much sun, and it was by the fence and stuff, so it was a harder place to to for the grass to grow and plant. But it worked perfectly. At first, it took like a couple weeks, but then after I put um, the grass clippings over it, and then I. Uh, you know, watered it some more and stuff. That's what really got the gr- grass to start growing again, where it was more shady at that time. So that's what I'm going to do in the front yard. I'm going to make sure I churn up as much dirt as possible in the front yard um, before planting that grass because I want that dirt. I want everything to be really broken up uh, and stuff like that. And I don't want it super hard like it is now. I don't want it cracking and stuff. I want it really broken up. I want it really nice and good. Uh, good. And then when I add all those extra nutrients to it and the extra topsoil and stuff to it, and I churn all that stuff in there, that should, folks, that should help uh, with all that sun and stuff and the extra little bit of fertilizer that I put in. All that stuff should equal to better grass growing, faster, better, stronger, and it'll make my whole front of my house look beautiful, beautiful. I'll I'll probably have really good front yard lawn grass, front yard grass, and then everybody's going to be jealous of me. (laughs) Because right now it looks like, sure, half my house looks really good right now, but then I got, you know, I got part of the house looking good but then i got my front yard and i'm looking at my front yard i'm like okay everything looks good but my front yard looks like like it's turning into desert and I, if i'm gonna turn it into desert i might as well pave it over and put concrete there if i'm gonna do that you know what i mean uh so my attempt to revitalize my front yard is my top goal right now for this weekend hopefully if it doesn't rain and uh, cause a lot of uh, problems for me, or else I'll have to push it back another weekend and stuff. I could probably do it during the week, but I'd rather do it on the weekend because <laughs> then you got a whole day to do that, and it might take a whole day to do it, hence why I'm recording this podcast early. But um, I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful that this new lawn uh, takes and that it gets really good and vitalized. And... Um, I'm hoping it it does. Uh, I want my house to look good. You know, I'm doing so much to the front to the house right now. Uh, like I talked about before, I installed my new front door ring doorbell, uh, the wired one. So I got two ring doorbells now on my house. You know, I got one on the side door, got one on the front door. Beautiful security, beautiful uh, view of everything. Oh my god, I love that new ring doorbell. Um, installing it was a cinch, you know, I had the little problem of getting the wire through the wall, but after I did that, everything was a cinch. Everything went together perfectly fine. Uh, when I did that front new, uh, deck porch light or the front, um, porch light, I should say that was a bit more challenging that I had a bunch of problems with because, uh, of my deck, it has, you know, the slats and stuff and little, little like screws and stuff kept falling through and I, I couldn't get him. I couldn't get any of that. I lost them. So I had to take them from either the old setup, the screws and bolts from the old setup. And I had some in the basement for extra screws and bolts and stuff like that and washers. 
And eventually I, I, I kicked and screamed and actually f- got that front new LED porch lamp uh, installed, uh, cocked up to high heaven. I cocked on the inside. I cocked on the outside. Now you're probably saying, Mr. Mike, how'd you cock on the inside of the, the deck porch lamp? Well, when you're putting it against your vinyl and you're screwing it before you're screwing it in and stuff, you can put a bead, a nice thick bead of caulk all the way on the inside of that thing around the edges. And then you put another bead on top of it, you know, on top of the, the, the plastic metal, whatever it is. And then when you screw it into the, you know, into, onto the house, onto the part of the house, and it goes up against your paneling or your vinyl like me, you know, it'll hear, it'll expand it, and it'll get through all those little hole, crevices um, because all that you're pushing against the caulk and stuff, and it'll solidify into a nice, really rugged, dry seal. And then, of course, I put another bead of caulk on the outside after that's all done, and I'm, you know, I'm mushing around with my finger, make it really nice and smooth and so and nice. And that finishes the perfection of making a nice, tightly sealed outdoor front porch lamp, which it's a very good thing to have. And now that I have a nice, super bright LED porch lamp, security is beyond the doubt. Plus, if I ever want to go outside at night or something and I want to sit out there, I got that super bright deck porch lamp. Holy shit, that's bright. I love it. Nice LED, saves on the electricity, the wattage, and now I'm not going to get electrocuted when I go up on the roof over there and touch some gutters or something or touch something else because I think that's why it was uh, electrocuting me all the time because there was an open wire inside of this unit, the original old um, deck porch lamp. I don't know if I talked about it, but there was an open wire, meaning... There was no sleeve on one wire. It was actually just a wire and it was just touching everything. That is a big no-no, especially when you have no ground wire on this device. Now, the ground is connected to the metal, but what's the metal connected to? Nothing. (laughs) Um, So it's a very flawed uh, system that I'm sure the original homeowner did. And hence, because the old deck port or the porch light the old porch light was metal and then you got metal touching electric touching this getting wet because it wasn't properly sealed hey yeah yeah you get a little electrified it was electrifying experience um so i'm very happy that it's not going to happen anymore i'm very confident it's not going to happen anymore now i just got to fix that internal light switch that's behind it but that i can just stick in some uh eternal adhesive caulk inside of that because i know i'm never going to take it off and if i do have to take it off um like if i'm painting or something which i could paint around it if i wanted to but i could get that adhesive caulk and i can it'll adhere adhere should i say to the inside of the wall because of course everything is not built to code in this house originally so when i adhere it the light switch won't be moving up and down or anything anymore. It'll be nice and safe and hard to to move. So uh, that is the plan. That was the plan there. So that was all done. 
Now I'm still working, which I've been slacking a little bit of. Uh, I admit it, but I, I I have gotten very far in this project uh, on my house signs. Now I did a little bit of I painted some of the other numbers. I double painted those. I got those really nicely done. Those will probably go up this weekend as well. Uh, the main house number uh, plaque that I'm building uh, that just needs a couple coats of uh, of um, sealant over it. You know, some uh, like laminate kind of stuff over it, which I'm going to be painting over that uh, this weekend. Uh, let it adhere. Let it harden. Let it become weather tight. All that stuff on the board and stuff. The front. Maybe the back uh, sides, of course. And then when that's all said and done, then I can put in some nice uh, Loctite screws or something like that. And I could uh, bolt that to the front of the house. I got to make sure it's really nice. It's going to be a little little interesting on how I'm going to do this. But I'll figure out a way. And then I'll put that on the front of the house, mind you. And, man, I'll have the whole front of that house but brand new the brand new porch, the brand new lamp, the brand new door, front door that I got before, the brand new ring doorbell, the brand new lawn that's going to be over there. That'll be pretty much done. The only thing that'll have to be done, which I probably won't do until next year, I'm thinking. I was going to I was thinking about this year, but the way the economy's going and everything else and I just been spending tons of money willy-nilly like on these projects. Um I want to recoup some of my losses, you know. I want to recoup some of my financials and stuff like that. And then I'm, I think I'm gonna wait to do uh, my other concrete projects and wait till n- next year to do the front concrete uh, walkway to the front deck porch. Get a nice new, newly built front walkway, and um, I need some new, you know, concrete for my. Uh, my uh what do you call it my sidewalk two blocks are going up which hence i gotta talk to the town about which maybe this year i'll do that maybe i could see what's gonna go on with that and i really want that front tree taken down if i could get that front tree taken down and replaced with a new tree i don't care if they give me a new tree or what i can fix it up and Maybe they'll even do the concrete slabs for me. Maybe I can do that through the town, which would be preferable because they're the ones that originally built it too, I think, I I would guess. But if I can get all that done, now dealing with Chictawaga isn't so easy. Not like you can deal with most towns that aren't easy, but if I can get that all done and I can get that all happening, that's going to make my whole front of my house just pop. Just pop like that. Boom. Boom. Now, I know my whole um, house uh, appraisal for the house has gone up recently with their so-called reappraising everybody's houses and seeing how much they're worth and stuff. And, of course, mine was one of the many that went up $30,000 and stuff. I'm like, sure, you're going to eventually try to tax me more on this my house and property, but... As the price goes up for my property and my house, that means, you know, in the future, if I ever do decide to move, which I keep saying this, you know, but I'd rather fix up the house first and then be able to move, especially after 
trying to get my mortgage paid off if I could pay off the mortgage and all and then sell the house. Woo! But that'll be a long ways off. I, I'm not too too much in a rush or a hurry to sell my house. You know, I'm living in a good no, location. I get, getting my house to where I want it. Eventually, I want to put nice stuff in the backyard, pool, maybe hot tub. I want to get that power, backup power generator, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, all my all my toys, keep all my toys running. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the more I fix up the house, the more I do to the house, the better and the more, uh, much more I'll be able to get for the house because it'll be worth that much more. So my ultimate goal is trying to just keep the house good, keep keep it fixed up, keep uh, working on a lot of stuff, and keep adding. Eventually, I'll pay off my vehicle and the fence and the deck porch and that stuff. And then eventually, I can get it, you know, buy more of the rest of the fence, put all that up. And hey, then it's then it's just going full steam ahead. I could build, you know, I, I always wanted to do a nice uh, garden in the back, you know, a nice fruit and vegetable garden in the back. I always wanted a put more trees and shrubs all around and make it really nice, especially when the rain happens and the backyard's always flooded and stuff. That will, all these trees and shrubs will suck all that water up and it'll be nice and dry. You know, a lot of stuff I want to do um, still with the house and a lot of ideas that I got. Still, also, my next projects this year are, like I said, I want to build my drainage system from my one side of the house from the garage part. Get those two downspouts, one in the front, one in the back. Get those both uh, connected to a drain system when I have to dig. And then have that go all the way to the backyard. So when it rains, and it rains a lot, all that water isn't going on my front con- on my front side. So- um, driveway or by the house it'll go all the way to the backyard and it'll you know flood that which i don't care about like i said it does dry up eventually but um when i get those new bushes shrubs and garden and stuff oh that'll be beautiful also i'm planning and this is far off but first i'm going to talk about what i'm planning also this year Uh, i also plan on doing my new gutters for the front of the house Take off the old gutters, put on some new wood uh, planks or something across the front because I'm pretty sure I will need them to be able to adhere the new gutters. Build the new gutters, put those on the front of the house, make them a little, have them a little bit bigger and stronger, um, more connections to the front of the house. So when it rains and pours and stuff, I don't have to worry about any of that water going behind the gutters and stuff make sure i'll make sure that it actually falls into the gutters and then down the two downspouts that i have at the house a lot of people say well you know you're supposed to make sure the gutters tip to one side so that the water goes to the one side but here's the thing folks i got a dual drainage system on both sides of the front of the house that go down to my you know my little drainage system that I have underground. So I don't worry about that. I just let it both downspouts equal footing, wherever the water wants to go, it could go down either one. And then it gets rushed to the back of the house or the side of the house, the back of the house. And that's all she wrote on that. But 
little things here and there. Um, just want to complete it all, get it all done for this summer. Enjoy my summer. Enjoy my upcoming vacation or staycation. Uh, but, you know, lots of plans. i am always got plans. I know I always say, oh, eventually I want to move. But who knows, folks? I'll probably be living here for the rest of my life. Might as well make it look good. Make it look like a menagerie in the backyard and stuff. Make the front look like a Taj Mahal or something, you know. Uh, I don't want to make it too beautiful in the front because then people go, hmm, you must have a lot of money. But here's the thing. Anybody wants to rob my fucking house, you'll be on motherfucking candid camera way before you get to my front door. Way before you get to my front door. This this thing sees all the way around 300, like, wide, wide angle on the one camera. And then the other camera sees pretty damn good. It would be pretty tough to come breaking into this house. Not that I'm saying anybody should try, but I'm just saying. I, I, I keep really good security at my house. So, yeah, that's one of those things. But, um... In the future, like I said, not talking about security, but talking about what I want to do with the backyard and planting more plants, you know, here and there, building more menagerie and stuff. I also want to get rain collectors eventually where they, they're big barrels, whatever, plastic, whatever. I can build it myself um, because I've been looking around for these rain barrel collectors and i heard that a lot of them aren't that good whatever cheesy blah 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 blah. so i'm like maybe i'll just build my own rain barrels and they'll collect the rain water eventually i'm gonna get um a rain barrel for the one side of the house where it'll collect my dehumidifier water now that's something that I don't know if a lot of you use out there, but here in Western New York, I know I can tell you at least here in Buffalo, we get some humid weather. You know, you got your basement, it gets humidity down there and you don't want your basement humid or you don't want that too much water in your basement in the air and stuff because then you get a lot of bugs. You get a lot of bugs, centipedes, you know, all those great little creatures that you just don't want crawling all over you. So a good way to keep your basement dry and nice and cool and bug-free and um, smell-free, should I say, as well, you want to go ahead and you want to uh, have a dehumidifier, which takes the water from the air and it drips down into a little bucket or pail that's inside the unit and then you usually just let it go down. Some people use a hose to let it go down constantly to a drain. I had that um, hooked up to it, but it wasn't working correctly. So I just went to with the regular uh, bucket and dump bucket and dump it. Um, but you know, when you do that and you're just dumping all this nice pure water down the drain, it's like what a waste. So why not just take that dehumidified water that's been collected? all day every day in the basement and it usually that's suck the bucket that sucker is always full to the top why don't i just take it take it out into my outside water catcher or water barrel or something dump it inside there and that thing will be filling up with water and you're probably asking yourself well which you probably won't be asking yourself i shouldn't even say that oh what are you going to do with these water barrels well Got a spigot at the end, hook a hose up to it, 
You can water your plants. You can water your lawn. You can do all this or all sorts of stuff and not have to pay for water at, you know, from the local water company. My water bill this this month is $97. Now, that's probably cheaper than most of you out there, especially on the Midwest out there and in dry country and the drought part. But here it could get pretty dry and droughty, you know, in the front and the back. Why not have a nice rain barrel? Take that water from the rain barrel, be able to wa- water all my plants and stuff in the front and back, grass, all that stuff. That's a great idea, Mr. Mike. Great idea. So eventually I want to do that. You never know. Maybe I could do it as early as this year. Who knows? Uh, I'm planning on it. I'm thinking about it. You know, get something like a little mock-up type, paint it, maybe paint it brown or something. I don't know. Uh, Get some nice, get it so it'll collect the water and you have a little screen on there and stuff and That'd be a great plan. Have it uh, put up on a like a higher elevation, a little bit higher elevation. So not only will it be a higher elevation to collect water and stuff, but the pressure from it will send the water down the spigot through the, the the hose and stuff. You'll get a lot more water pressure coming out of the hose to water your plants and stuff. I think that sounds like a great idea. And why not? I'm wasting all this beautiful water that's coming out of the dehumidifier, the the rainwater and stuff, because we get a lot of rainy days here. Why waste it? Why not use it to my advantage and use it to water stuff later on when it's not so um, not so wet out, when it's dry? I think that's some really good ideas. And it's not my idea, but it was my idea to think about it after reading it and looking it up elsewhere and what other people do. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a smart idea. And then eventually when I get the whole fence and stuff and, you know, I got my total privacy in the backyard and stuff, then I can add stuff like more rain barrels. I can have one like each corner. I can have like four of them, like in each corner of the backyard and stuff, maybe a fifth one uh, for water for the front or something. And then I could put also in that, I could put a nice little, um, I always wanted to build, have a mulcher where I could put st- like old lawn clippings, food peels, stuff like that, and have like a nice little mulch, uh, mulcher to break down food and stuff, turn into nice mulch and stuff so I can use it on everything. I always wanted to do, like I said, I always wanted to do that stuff. It's just, you know, you got to have the time, you got to have the patience, you got to, it's got to be done at the right time and stuff. And you got to buy, of course, the equipment with the rotating mulching um, machine and stuff. But, you know, plans come to fruition. And uh, those are my plans. I want to make this really green, the greenest house ever. I want it to be. Um, drought proof you know eventually as well because you know i don't want my new grass to be dead i don't want anything else and i definitely don't want to be spending a fortune on water bills for the rest of my life because i'm constantly watering the grass and stuff like that and the bushes and all the plants but you know that plants need water grass needs water so 
I think that's going to be an idea going forward into the future, getting this kind of stuff, building it into my house and stuff. And hey, why not? Why not? It's a beautiful idea, right? I think so. Um, My upcoming staycation, which starts on the 10th of June, which is Friday, plan on going to see Jurassic World Dominion. Already have my ticket pre-ordered for that. Uh, Also, it's going to be for my birthday week and stuff and all this stuff going on. I still don't know if I'm going to do podcasting that weekend. I know I'm definitely going to still do my uh, Yakuza Like Me live stream on Friday on twitch.tv slash juju2cast. I just don't know if I'm going to podcast that weekend. So um, I still got like, what, two weeks? What is it like? One, two weeks? One. No, actually I got this week. Actually I got one week because when you're hearing this, you're hearing this on the 30th of May. So I would have to let you know this upcoming weekend when you're listening to this. So pretty much the next podcast after this, you will know if I decide to take a break from podcasting that weekend, which I'm thinking I might. And the only podcast that I'll do that weekend is probably the non-E3 Xbox Bethesda Showcase podcast. That is a plan. That is my plan. But um, I'm still going to do my live stream on Friday because it's fun and I I like the game. And plus now I'm going to be starting, uh, which I already started as you're listening to this, I already started playing uh, Yakuza 7 or Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, Of course, me, Mr. Mike, a big gamer, of course. Uh, But I I got a lot of plans for my staycation. I know I'm going to do a little bit of work on my staycation, but mainly I want to relax. And it's hard for me to relax because I'm not always good at relaxing. Every year I say I'm going to relax and I end up doing stuff. I end up doing projects, this, that. This time I should relax. Do what I want. Relax. Do some gaming. Eat. Relax. Work out if I want to. Um, But I should not be doing work work. Maybe a little light work. Like if I got to mow the grass and do a little you know, lawn stuff, care or something, but mainly I should not be doing any major work. It's got to rest. So I'm going to try that. And I'll let you guys know on the next podcast on if I decide if I'm going to have my regular Juju2Cast podcast and my Games Attack podcast or if I'm going to just go and uh, just go pro bono and just do the one special Pod, uh, Xbox Bethesda pod, gaming podcast when it goes on. Also, I plan on going to the Texas Roadhouse on Friday after I see the movie. That's another thing I want to do. I want to get myself a nice uh, ribs. Hopefully I don't get uh, food poisoning this time, which I think that's what happened the last time. I think something was undercooked, like the ribs or something. But, you know, it only happened once to me. If it happens again, then I'll know and I'll have to call him up and tell him, hey, this is the second time, but if I don't get that anymore, hopefully it was just a one-time thing. I don't know what. It's not going to bother me. Some people will be like, oh, I got food poisoning from that place. I'm never going back. I never had any problems with the Texas Roadhouse, so I'll give him the shadow of the doubt, try him out, go there again. It's been a while. 
that's going to be like my vacation treat slash birthday treat for myself going to the Texas Roadhouse, eating some great ribs and rolls and stuff. Because I do like that. But um, yeah, I got to I gotta relax. That's number one. Just do fun stuff. Do, do only stuff that is fun to me. Hobbies, projects, stuff like that. Try not to do any real work. And it's always hard because like I said, I'm always thinking about doing something. I'm always doing some sort of projects. Because I'm crazy like that. But this time, got to say no to everything. And everybody. Uh, what's pushing ahead here, folks? And let's talk some um, TV show news. And then we'll get into the tech news here. So we got the TV show. time for TV and movie news. As I take a swig of water here to clear my throat, got to keep it hydrated. Uh, I only got one TV news story. Um, they were actually talking about a lot of other stuff. Like I guess they were showing off the new Indiana Jones uh, teaser and stuff that's supposed to be coming out. I think what next year? Oh man, I should have looked it up. But the main thing that I think is interesting: uh, the Mandalorian season three is coming not this year. But next year in 2023, um, and Din Jarin is no longer a Mandalorian this time. Um, it is set, officially set to, for February 2023. Um, the popular TV series, Star Wars TV series, will continue the story of the Mandalorian and Grogu, who recently appeared in the Book of Boba Fett. The Mandalorian and Grogu continue the journey in season three of The Mandalorian, streaming this February 2023 on Disney Plus, as it has been announced. Um, let's see here. And as of the transgressions in the book of Boba Fett, uh, right now, as they say, it looks like as though. Uh, Din Djarin has been cast out from his Mandalorian tribe with him asking Grogu, did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian uh, during the season three teaser trailer, which that's funny. Mm-hmm. The upcoming season will see mysterious Din, Din Djarin, head of Mandalore, the original homeworld of the Mandalorians, and it will see the return of Katie Sackoff as the former Mandalore or leader of the Mandalorians. Bo-Katan. Um, even though it's coming out a little far away. Uh, coming up very soon. I think at the end of this week, right? I, I think it's the end of this week, right? Um, let's see here. Obi-Wan. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series is coming, right? Uh, let's see here. First episode, May 27th. That's Friday, right? Yeah, that's tomorrow. So tomorrow, uh, the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out on Disney+. Plus. I will be definitely watching it. I will be interested in it. I hope it's uh, really good. I know Ian McGregor can't can't wait to be back into it. Of course, Hayden Christensen's also back into it as Darth Vader. So, uh, it's going to be interesting. 
very interested in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Always, always happy about that stuff. Uh, so what about, um, this, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out. I know, uh, I'm trying to find it. Hold on folks. I'm sorry. Trying to find it. They're also doing a Bo-Katan's best Clone Wars Rebels Mandalorian. Oh, that's, that's that. Okay. never mind. Um, also they were saying no Ian, Ian McDermott. On Palpatine, he will not be returning for the series, apparently, or he won't be in the series. At least as of right now, but you never know, because he was alive. So, the first, uh, there was also, I know I'm just adding this right now, so they were also showing off the first, like, teaser image uh, of, for Harrison Ford is returning as Indiana Jones for the last Indiana Jones film that he's ever going to do. Um, it's being filmed by James Man Mangold. It's coming next year in 2023. Uh, which also James Mangold also did, uh, Logan, which of course you all know how that movie is really big and heartbreaking at the end, <laughs> at least for me, because it was the end of the era for, uh, Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine, a.k.a. <laughs> our my favorite man, Hugh Jackman. Who knows if he'll play Wolverine ever again. But this is the, this is the bowing out for uh, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Like, he already bowed out of Star Wars. This is his last time as the guy with the hat, with the whip. And um, I'm hoping it's good. Hoping it's good. It took a little while. Don't forget, he's very, what is he, like 78, 80 almost? Freaking, what, how old is uh, Harrison Ford? He's almost at the point where he could be like, shit, he can be walking around with, uh, <laughs> with a cane or a wheelchair or a walker or something. But, hey, you want, he's doing this last one. I cannot wait. It's coming out June 30th, 2023. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like the last one. I liked it. The You know, the, the Crystal Skull one. I know a lot of you didn't like that one. I liked it, even though Shia LaBeouf is, has become a, a jackass, but that's okay. Still like him in, other fil- in all the films and stuff that he did. Not what he's currently present as, but uh, I'll see this Indiana Jones. I'll see it. It'll be a good bowing out for uh, for the actor. Yeah. Harrison Ford, people. I wonder what he, if he's going to do another movie after this for something else. I'm sure he is. You know, I don't know if that guy ever is going to retire. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll completely retire from acting after this. Who knows? I don't know. You, nobody ever knows about these things. Things happen. Things do happen, folks. Um... But that's all I got for TV film news. Let's get into the tech talk news right here. And we got a couple few tech talk stories, and then that's it, folks. Tech talk news. Tech talk news. Tech talk news. Now. So I rummaged. I was reading 
a lot of uh, tech talk stories going on. And I had a few tech stories here that were um, pretty interesting to me. First, I'll go with the lightest one here. Uh, Cosair, you know them for doing the the Elgato Stream Deck and all the other stuff. Well, apparently, they're building their first gaming laptop, or it's Corsair's first gaming laptop that puts the Elgato Stream Deck tech in its touch bar. Ooh. So basically, with your your gaming laptop, which you I'm guessing they're going to want you to stream from as well and do all sorts of stuff, you're going to have the Stream Deck technology in your top touch bar on that laptop. Um, it comes with an AMD Ryzen 9 CPU and a Radeon RX 68000 mm GPU, so mobile GPU. Uh, and uh, it's coming from PC gaming PC manufacturer Origin. Uh, the highlight feature is a 10-key LCD macro bar above the keyboard that is powered by Elgato, allowing streamers to customize controls using Stream Deck software at the same time. You don't have a MacBook Pro touch bar situation where the function keys have been replaced um, as it has those as well. Uh, because of the laptop's unusual clamshell design, you can access the macro bar even when the laptop is closed, which that is cool. So if you wanted to use like a second screen or something, or if you're using like another laptop and this laptop's just going to be your your streaming top laptop, which just streams the stuff to like whatever, you can still use those keys to as a Elgato Stream Deck keys. Um the laptop looks pretty sweet. Looks like something will break easily, but it looks pretty sweet. It's very thin. Hopefully it's not doesn't get too much heat, but it's a 16-inch, 2560 by 1600, 240 hertz display. Nice. Uh, great b- b- gaming blend with resolution and speed. Uh, streamers include a full-size keyboard with a Cherry MX ultra-low profile, mechanical switches, um, 1080p 30 webcam with a physical primary shutter. Uh, let's see here. It has Ryzen 9, 960, 100,000 HS CPU. I already told you about the 60 RX 6800M GPU. Both versions of the this laptop will be well equipped for gaming and creative work, uh, with 32 gigs of DDR5 RAM and a terabyte PCI Express 4.0 M.2 NVMe SSD on a Ryzen 7 7 version and a 64 gigabyte, uh, 64 gigabytes of DDR RAM and two terabytes. Uh, PCI Express 4.0 M.2 and NVMe SSD on the Ryzen 9 model. Both include a pair of Thund- Thunderbolt 3 enabled USB 4.0 ports, uh, USB 3.2 Gen 2 Type C port, 
and a USB 3.2 Gen 1 Type A port along with, oh, why don't they just make them all the, the best spec on the USB? Why do they got to go like this, this, and that? Why don't you make it the best spec and then just add a Type C and a regular port and call it a day? I don't know why they still do that. I think it's just because of the power for the power, what they can handle for USB power. Um, let's see here. Along with a SDXC 7.0 card reader, like people who really need that anymore. Uh, 3.5 millimeter combo audio jack, Wi-Fi 6E and Bluetooth 5.2. Um, I could go for the pounds, but who cares? It's, going to be on the thing and as for the price for this Algato Corsair Voyager as they're calling it um, the AMD Advantage Edition uh, with the Stream Deck uh, keys on it uh, you're either going to be paying for the lower end version $2,700 or for the higher version uh, model $3,000 So that's a couple hundred dollars difference. I'm thinking if I'm going to just buy one of these and I'm already paying like $2,700 for this uh, ultra gaming slash streaming laptop that could do anything like work and all that, I think I would just opt in for the $3,000. You know, might as well add a couple hundred dollars and just get the more robust version because... You're only like $300 off from that price tag plus tax and shipping and whatever not. Maybe maybe no tax. Um, but it's very interesting. Uh, I like how Corsair is actually putting in technology into other devices instead of just making their own and they're incorporating it with other things like uh, these laptops and stuff. I'm pretty interested in that. And also talking about AMD, I got two other AMD stories here. Um, First being that this AMD believes that it can build a better, cheaper laptop with 10 hours of battery life. And they're talking about their quad-core Zen 2 plus RDNA 2 chip, AMD Ryzen Mendocino, Mendocino, Sounds Spanish. Um, so now AMD says it's going to be doing a lot more, even getting into a lot more laptops. A lot of people, a lot of people are putting more AMD chips in their laptops and stuff because, you know, the chips are cheaper and they're faster. You know, they're really good on competition with Intel nowadays. Um And right now, AMD says that its chips will feature uh, in 200 different laptop models this year in 2022. Um, With just revealed the Mendicino um, announced at Computex 2022. It's trying to redefine the everyday laptop as a budget machine with a decent battery life. Um, Nobody knows for sure yet if it's going to deliver on its promise. But um, it set, states that the new series of Ryzen laptop chips that combine four last-gen Zen 2 CPU cores with the latest RDNA 2 graphics on TSMC 6 nanometer process will deliver over 10 hours of battery life on a single charge. Now, uh, 
that's if you're doing like a low light level and you're not pushing it and stuff. Then you'll get through 10 hours. But I'm pretty sure it'll still go like four to six. I'm sure at the most. Um, on one charge, all for a price between $400 and $700. That includes both Windows machines and Chromebooks, they say. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh-huh. But this is just projected, and it depends on what kind of work load you do on this computer and what you use it for every day and stuff like that. It can be, like I said, four to six hours at the most. Because don't forget, it doesn't matter what kind of chip you put in these things and what you got in them. They want power. A lot of power. They use a lot of power. And in the final talk at AMD news here, AMD's Ryzen 7000 CPUs will break the 5 gigahertz barrier and, of course, require a new motherboard to do it. So, um, basically, the AM4 chips, um, chip run, chipset run is, um, I guess, going away. And they're, we're going to be seeing AM5 after this uh, coming up soon. Uh, and everybody's talking about how AM4 had an incredible run, which it does, because I currently use an AM4 uh, motherboard chipset, stuff like that. It's not AM5. This is newer technology, and it's going to be a little pricier, of course, because uh, these new motherboards and stuff going to... The difference between this motherboards, these AM5 motherboards compared to the AM4, the AM5 chips and motherboards are going to be swapped. So the chips are going to be just little blocks that go onto the motherboard, and the motherboard's going to have the actual pins on it, as I, as I heard before, like Intel does. So, so basically, the motherboards are going to have the pins. The chips are going to have they're just their little copper touchpad things that going to go on the on those uh, pins and stuff, and. It's going to be smaller, faster technology. Uh, it's going to have DDR5 support, PCI Express 5 support, and they should, they as the, Lisa Su, or CEO of uh, and AMD, Lisa Su stated, their new AM5 uh, Ryzen 7000 chips are going to be 5 nanometers, <laughs> Get it? Everything's five, and they're gonna run at five point. Uh, they're gonna run over five gigahertz, so five point five gigahertz. They were showing a clock speed during a presentation, I guess. Um. So five point five gigahertz, that is pretty quick, and that you remember when people said all the time that we'll never see anything over four gigahertz like 4, 4.5, we'll never see 5 gigahertz processors or ch- chips will never go over 5 gigahertz because of the radio signals in them will be too great, the heat dissipation will be too great, they'll acquire massive amounts of power, which these do, 
and I'm sure they get pretty hot. I'm sure they're going to say that you're going to need a water cooler or something, a liquid cool solution to keep these running decent. But they said they'll never come to it, hence why they've been trying to make these these um, processors smaller and there's trying to, you know, and they're trying to add more core when they keep adding more cores to these processors and stuff to give you more, um, more, um, what should I say? More room to grow and use. But here's the thing. If we're going into 5.5 gigahertz territory, who knows if they, you never know, maybe we'll get to six gigahertz. Then eventually seven, eight, nine, ten gigahertz. Imagine seeing in our lifetime a ten gigahertz CPU. Ho ho ho. Talk about liquid cooling people. That's probably when we get around to like like one nanometer CPUs. Which you know they're gonna try. You know they're gonna try. They're already doing it at five nanometers. Five or four or whatever they were saying. What did they say here? Um but, yeah, I'm excited. Even though this chip is going to run um, a little, a bit hotter, and it's going to might, it's going to. They said it's going to use a little bit more power. Uh, it's going to use at least 170 watts of power up from the 142 watts previously. Um, getting 5.5 gigahertz out of one chip, out of your CPU. That ain't damn bad, people, especially on this new architecture, which, of course, I won't adopt for years and years and years and years down the road. But eventually, which then by then everything will be like DDR6 and PCI Express 6 and stuff like that. That's probably when I'll be adopting things or PCI Express 7 or something like that. That's when I'll be adopting the next gen technology with all these new chips, chipsets and memory and stuff like that. I just love it. I just love it. Not that my computer isn't running super fast. This computer is built for speed and and power and stuff that I've built now, but in the future, who knows what I'll be able to build for myself in the future. But that's a little ways off, even though this is a reality and it's coming out soon. They said, when is this coming out? Around 2013 or something. I thought they said 2013. Let's see here. Mm-mm-mm. Do they got a roadmap? So everything's five. Five nanometers. That's that's what the, the core is going to be. The five nanometers. And a six nanometer IO die. Integrated RDNA 2 graphics. Which originally they took away the graphics out of the chips and there were just the CPUs and then the graphics were separate when you bought a GPU, but I guess they're putting uh, graphics processing back into the CPU itself. So that's pretty cool. So if you don't want to go and uh, get a CPU or GPU, you'll be able to get your graphics from your CPU using the RDNA 2 graphics, low power uh, architecture DDR5 PCI5 Express controllers not seeing any dates though um, oh and they also say these motherboards will have up to 14 USB 3 exports on them Whew, that's a lot 
That's a lot of USB 3 ports, some which will support up to 20 gigabits per second via and USB-C. PCI Express band, 5 bandwidth, 24 lanes of PCI Express. Woo! And everybody's going to support it. You got ASRock, Asus, Biostar, Gigabyte, and MSI. Those are your main motherboard um, people. Those are your main people to build this stuff. So that's nice. That's nice. Um, so I guess this is this stuff is going to start trickling out and rolling out around the fall time. If you know, if the whole great shortage and everything else isn't uh, that. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see what how it goes, people. We'll see how all this technology goes. I'm excited. I'm always excited about new CPU chips. I'm, I'm always excited about AMD. I wish I, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I may. I wish I might. I wish I would have bought some AMD stock all the way back because I always supported AMD. I was an AMD supporter all the way back, even though I had some Intel-based uh, computers back in the day. But when I started building my own computers, I always used AMD. I think there was like one time where I, or two two times, excuse me, because I got my mini server upstairs. That is an uh, Intel chip in it. But otherwise, all my computers mostly were AMD. Besides this one and one former computer, which I barely used and I gave up on a long time ago because it wasn't working out to what I wanted it to be. It was just supposed to be a media server back in the day and it just never worked out. I don't know why. I tried, but it just never did for me. But um anywho, otherwise I always used AMD processors for all my PC builds and stuff going forward. I was always against Intel because they always had their their scrupulousness and they they just seemed like always the bad guy. And of course the prices were always higher and I was always shooting for the underdog. And at the time, AMD was still struggling and they were struggling big time. And people thought that they were going to go out of business, that they were going to get cut out. Luckily for all of us and all of us AMD fans out there, they got back on track. They got some new blood in them. And boom, look at them now. Going bigger, better, and faster than Intel. They even got... MD processing processor chips and our DNA two and stuff on everything else. They got their chipsets and everything. They got it in the Steam decks. They got it in your Xboxes and Playstations. They got it everywhere. They're doing really gangbuster, and they got every right to be because they're the. They have innovated. They made their technology cheaper, faster. I love AMD. I, I like them. Even though I don't now, I don't use an AMD GPU, and I use a NVIDIA GPU right now because I, I needed a little extra boost of power. Because even though AMD has good GPUs, NVIDIA has a little bit better. Let's just say I can admit it. So I had to go with a, you know, NVIDIA uh, GPU. But damn, I will probably always have an AMD CPU. 
Unless if something happens down the road. But pretty much I think I'll always have an AMD CPU in my computer because that's the way to go. And that's the way to go. And this is the way to go and end the show, folks. And boy, that's that's a whole episode, folks. So until next time, um, like I said, this upcoming weekend, the next show, you will know if I am doing a podcast or not during that time uh, of when I'm not doing anything. You will know if I decide to do a podcast that weekend or not. Um, And if you're listening to this, you know, I got upcoming fresh, always fresh live episodes of uh, Yakuza Like Me, especially now that I'm doing, you know, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Yakuza 7, folks. This is the seventh Yakuza game. Uh, the newest, latest one, even though it's been out for a little while now as you're, I'm talking about, but it's the latest, greatest. Take a watch. Watch me live on twitch.tv slash juju2cast live on Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And visit or visit my website at juju2cast.com to see more on that and see older videos. I always keep them in the backlogs of all the gaming videos I do and such. And, um... Thank you for listening. I hope you all have a great week and a great future week. And um, hopefully uh, everything's good to go in the future. Hopefully my lawn's good to go. We'll find out on the next Juju2Cast Audiocast. Bye-bye and good night. You'd hate to think a thief is what you are Yeah, I know your peace, but you're pushing me too far Now can you hold together now? Together now, hold together It's a fever that